This week's episode involves conversation about the types of injuries the humans can get from guns. Our focus on these injuries will involve talk about blood, broken bones, chest tubes, and emergency amputations, among other things. If you think that conversation about violent medical emergencies could bring up scary memories, or your lunch, it might be a good idea to decide ahead of time if you feel comfortable playing the rest of this episode. End of warning. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That's that was not awful. there yesterday. Have a second it's it's totally my natural girl. Color. That's supposed to look like that. Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us. A podcast where we take a super practical look at the body its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. Last fall, my 16-year-old cousin was shot in the neck while talking with some of her friends near a public basketball court. She started that day a smart, funny, feisty teen. But by sundown that same day, she had become a statistic. Nothing really prepares you for receiving a message with that kind of news. But after it came, there were several days where I had no idea whether my cousin would live or die. In the wake of what happened, the news outlets that covered the shooting mostly focused on the same kinds of things they always seem to focus on in these situations. The police department's efforts to find the shooter, the family's request for thoughts and prayers, the hospital's race to save my cousin's life. The hospital did eventually save my cousin's life, after a fashion, but... As I followed the coverage from out of town, it all started sounding like just another public shooting story where none of us learn anything new or meaningful about the true nature of gunshot wounds. I don't know if it was because I was sad or because I'm contrary, but whatever the reason was, I decided that I was not satisfied with that. I wanted to better understand the experiences that people like my cousin have when they suffer gunshot wounds. So for this week's adventure, after going back and forth for months about whether or not to do it, we explored the non-Hollywood version of what happens to the human body when a person is shot. In case you ignored us when we said it earlier, this is your last chance to quit this episode before we start talking about violent medical emergencies that involve guns. 
now that that's out of the way, we'll get right down to it and tell you that being shot is a disaster for the human body. It's traumatic, it's crippling, it's painful, and life-changing. All because it basically involves taking a bunch of different life-threatening injuries and smashing them all together in a single event at a breakneck speed. Right now, you may be thinking about the size of bullets and wondering how something so small can cause so much trauma. If you are, you're also in the right place because that is precisely the question we're hoping to answer by walking through being shot in detail, starting from the moment a gun is fired. The first thing that happens when one of the humans is shot is that a gun is fired, but you already knew that. The truly shocking bits are the events that come next. Once a gun has been fired, a bullet is set in motion, and as it approaches a human's body, it spins through space, in a spiral motion, like a football. As the bullet gets closer and closer to the human's body, rather than traveling in a perfectly straight line, the bullet tumbles through the air, and starts falling towards the ground over time as it loses energy. By the time the bullet actually makes first contact with the human's body, its flight behavior is so unstable, that it strikes the human's body violently, at a somewhat unpredictable angle. And the force of a bullet striking the flesh at such a messy angle can cause the tissues on the outer part of the human's body to get crushed in between the bullet, and the tissues of the inner part of the human's body. This is often described as a crush injury, and may be compared to the types of injuries the humans get when they have car accidents, or drop something heavy on themselves. The force of the crushing is so powerful when a human is shot, that the impact may cause the bullet to flatten, or crumple into a mushroom shape, or break up into many, smaller fragments, or begin tumbling even more violently. This causes the human's tissues to suffer extra tearing, which leads to extra bleeding, which then leads to rapid tissue death, as the bullet continues pushing further into the human's body. Sheesh. After contact has been made between a bullet and a person's body, the bullet can break through the skin and move deeper into the tissues. This part of the injury is described as a penetrating wound. And if a person suffers this as part of being shot, they're about to be in for a world of hurt because the penetrating wounds caused by bullets also cause what's called blast wounds. This is where being shot starts to become incredibly dangerous. A blast wound is what happens when an explosion or a flying object sends a violent shockwave of energy through the body, which causes the flesh to rapidly expand and then retract in a manner that results in extreme stretching, tearing, and bleeding. Shockwaves from bullets can be as big as a basketball, and if the bullet strikes near a vital organ or blood vessel, that organ or vessel can burst causing the person to bleed heavily or to suffer permanent organ damage. 
to make matters worse for the person who was shot, even more damage occurs at the heart of the shockwave, where the actual bullet creates a burnt, bloody tunnel as it rips through nearby tissues and burrows even deeper into the person's flesh. As a side note, you may be wondering what burns have to do with anything, so before we move on, we'll tell you that the reason burns are even a part of this conversation is because bullets bring a lot of heat into the wound that they pick up as part of the process of being fired. While we're on the subject, we'll also go ahead and tell you that bullets can bring dirt, gunpowder, and germs into the wound as well. Anyway, as you've probably noticed, when a person is shot, a lot of trauma can happen in the body in a very short amount of time. Every injury that we've described so far happens to the body within fractions of a second. But depending on where in the body the bullet strikes, extra complications can happen just as quickly. If the bullet enters one of the human's bodies near bone tissue, such as a thigh bone, the human can suffer a drill hole wound as the bullet passes through the bone, but if the bullet does not travel cleanly through the bone, the human can also suffer contamination of the injury when the bullet shatters the bone and causes sharp bone fragments to shoot deeper into the wound. This may be especially dangerous if it happens in the human skull, where shattered bone fragments could contaminate a gunshot wound in the human's brain. Even if the bones don't shatter, they can still affect the kind of injuries a person suffers after being shot. This is because once inside the body, bullets may move around and cause more bleeding and tissue death if they bounce off of a bone's hard surface and then change directions. With or without bones in the mix, A person who has been shot may also suffer an exit wound if the bullet travels all the way through the body and escapes through a different hole, which is usually bigger than the one it came in through. If that doesn't happen and a bullet gets stuck somewhere inside the body instead, The person who was shot could end up with that bullet lodged inside them for the rest of their lives. But more on that later, because before anyone can even start thinking about what should happen with the bullet, the person who was shot needs to be rescued. No matter what kind of injuries a bullet has caused, ideally, Once a person has been shot, the next thing that happens is that they get some help. After a human has been shot, the clock to save them starts ticking, because their chances for recovery could depend on how quickly they receive medical attention for their injuries. Depending on the situation, though, a human who has been shot may not be able to get help as quickly as they'd like. During certain kinds of emergencies, even if first responders have already been called to the location of the shooting, the human who was shot may have to wait until law enforcement officers give them permission to approach the area. 
Once that happens, if it needs to happen at all, the first responders can then move in and use a variety of tools and techniques to prepare the human who was shot for the ride to the hospital. During these critical minutes, the human who was shot needs all the help they can get because right after suffering a gunshot wound, they may struggle to breathe or may suffer extreme bleeding. Either of these complications can cause a human to die within a few short minutes, but a human who has been shot may be in extra danger, because when a human experiences a gunshot wound, both of these threats can occur at the same time. Being shot is bad enough, but struggling to breathe on top of that is a big deal. If a person isn't getting enough oxygen, their brain, organs, and tissues will start to die. And if that goes on long enough, the person will die too. One way that being shot can complicate breathing is if the person who was shot suffers a gunshot wound to their neck near structures like the larynx or the trachea. Another way that being shot can complicate breathing is if a person suffers a gunshot wound in one or both of their lungs and then suffers what's called a tension pneumothorax. Tension pneumothorax is what happens when one or both of the lungs gets a hole in it, and then air leaks through the hole into the space between the lungs and the chest cavity. This condition can be very dangerous to a human who has been shot, because it keeps the human from being able to expand their lungs properly for breathing. If the human who was shot is struggling to breathe, the first responders may use something called an emergency intubation kit to pass a tube into the human's mouth and down into their windpipe so that the human's airway can be kept open or so that oxygen can be gently squeezed through the tube into the windpipe and down into the lungs where it can be carried around the body through the blood. In some emergencies, such as when the human's face or jaw has been badly damaged, the tube must be passed into the windpipe through a surgical cut made on the human's throat. In either case, if the human who was shot has a clear airway, but is still struggling to breathe because of a leaking hole in their lung, the first responders may try to help the human to breathe by using a technique called needle decompression. This involves pushing a large needle with a tube connected to it, directly into the human's body, between the second and third ribs, near the injured lung, until the needle reaches the trapped air, and is able to allow the air to escape, so that the human can start to breathe better. Problems breathing after a gunshot wound are a pretty big deal. But when a person has been shot, the biggest threat to their survival is actually uncontrolled bleeding. If a person's gunshot wound is bleeding heavily, and if the bleeding can't be controlled, the person's heart can stop, and death from a lack of oxygen that the blood normally carries can happen in a matter of minutes. Without oxygen, the brain and organs die. And as you might imagine... The person's body does not want its brain and organs to die. So rather than standing idly by while its blood is spilling out, when a person's been shot, their body will try on its own to control any dangerous bleeding. In order to do this, the person's body will start processes to clot its own blood and processes to produce swelling of its own tissues. This is meant to keep blood from seeping out, but 
it isn't always enough to get the job done because blood becomes less and less able to clot as a person loses more and more blood and because the swelling of tissues around a gunshot wound can actually block blood from flowing to other tissues that in turn become oxygen starved and then start to die. On top of that, if the wound is big enough, none of these strategies will work so well that it actually slows or stops enough of the bleeding to allow the person with the gunshot wound to survive the trip to the hospital. So in order to help the body manage its bleeding problem, first responders can apply pressure and clean dressings to the wound, especially if the bleeding is happening near an armpit or near the groin area. In a similar fashion, if a person is bleeding heavily from a limb, a temporary tourniquet can be tied above the bleeding to keep blood from flowing into or out of the wound. We should mention that this approach presents a risk to the human's body because slowing blood flow can still cause the surrounding tissues to die from lack of oxygen, but if a tourniquet is being considered to treat bleeding in a gunshot wound, it is probably because using it is a matter of life and death, and skipping the tourniquet in order to save nearby tissues could actually end up resulting in the human dying. If the person's gunshot wound is too big for its bleeding to be slowed with just pressure, and if a tourniquet is not a good option, the person with the gunshot wound may need for first responders to create what's called a tamponade by inserting what's called a Foley catheter balloon into a person's blood vessel near the site of the wound. They may also need to have their wound packed with a special dressing material including little sponges that look and feel a lot like tampons. If you can believe it, the threat from bleeding can actually become even more extreme than what we've already told you if a human has been shot in the space described as the body cavity. This is roughly the space that runs from the nipples down to the belly button area. The organs inside can be especially sensitive to the forces involved in gunshot wounds. If a person who has been shot is bleeding from their body cavity, more extreme measures may be needed, like efforts to replace the blood in their body at least as quickly as it's being lost. This can involve placing a fine needle into one of the person's blood vessels so that they can receive a cocktail of red blood cells for carrying oxygen blood plasma for keeping the blood fluid, blood platelets for helping the blood to clot, and crystalloid fluid medicines for boosting the blood's ability to clot. This procedure, which is technically called a transfusion, may be needed on top of tampon dressings and tourniquets, but they are only considered temporary fixes. After all of this has happened, if a person doesn't require any other safety measures like special neck collars 
or heroic treatments like CPR, they may finally be ready to ride to the hospital. If the person who was shot manages to make it to the hospital, they may then undergo things like x-rays, lab work, blood transfusions, sonograms, and CAT scans as the trauma team works to keep the person alive while trying to put together a detailed picture of all of the person's injuries. As part of this process, depending on the extent of the wounds, the person who was shot could be rushed into surgery in as little as minutes after arriving at the hospital. Even if it turns out that the human does not need surgery, the human may suffer other complications from their gunshot wounds that have to be addressed by the trauma team rather quickly. Some of these include lingering tissue and organ death, lingering problems with blood clotting, dangerous changes in the blood pH due to lack of oxygen, dangerous drops in the human's body temperature, contamination of the wounds that could cause deadly infections, internal bleeding, and shock related to extreme blood loss. If the human suffered burns from their gunshot wound, they may also need the trauma team to cut away any dead, burnt, or badly blistered strips of the human's flesh before covering the area with special dressings and antiseptic creams to help it heal. In addition, if the human experiences so much swelling that the swollen tissues block blood flow to other parts of the body, they may also need the trauma team to make surgical cuts through the nearby skin and tissues to relieve the pressure, in a procedure called a fasciotomy. In worst cases, a person who has been shot will need to have surgery to have the damage to their body repaired. If a person who has been shot suffers wounds that damage their blood vessels or otherwise results in poor blood flow, they may need surgeons to place a temporary clamp on the leaky vessel to block the bleeding so that the surgeons have more time to safely redirect the blood flow by inserting special tubes or building bypasses with healthy vessels or by rebuilding the damaged vessels by borrowing tissues from vessels somewhere else in the person's body. Because of the dangers of uncontrolled bleeding, ideally, these kinds of repairs happen within the first two hours after the shooting. Other situations that might call for surgery involve cases where a person suffers gunshot wounds to their bones. If a person's bones, especially their long bones, have been damaged in a shooting, they may need surgeons to put the bone fragments back together using pins or wires so they can attach those pins or wires to a metal frame that sits outside of the body and has adjustable beams on it. The adjustable beams can then be tightened or loosened over time in order to help the bones grow back together. Sometimes though, this extra hardware is not needed, and instead, a person with a gunshot wound to their bone can get by with as little as a simple plaster cast.
In either case, though, a person who's got gunshot wounds in their bones will also likely need to have stray bone fragments removed to prevent the infections we mentioned earlier. In some of the most extreme cases, which are not for the squeamish, when a human is shot in their body cavity, they will need surgeons to try to carefully sew their damaged tissues back together to give them the best chance at healing later on. In some instances, this requires that the human undergo extreme surgical procedures, like one called a thoracotomy, where the humans must receive a 6 to 10 inch surgical cut from the nipple, down the side of the body, through fat and muscles, and into the body cavity, so that the surgeons can get between the ribs with a hand-cranked rib spreader, in order to repair injuries to the organs inside, like the human heart. In another example, once the chest cavity has been opened, the human who has been shot may need to have the protective sac that covers their heart, snipped open, with special scissors, so that any leaking blood trapped inside can be freed, to allow the human's heart to beat better. If the human's heart has already stopped beating, in order to stay alive, they may need for the surgeons to shock the heart, or massage it with their hands, or inject medicines, like epinephrine, into the heart, to make it beat again. After that, if the human doesn't die, tools like special staples or sutures may be needed to repair any tears in the human's heart, or nearby blood vessels. While all of this surgery is going on, the bullet that started this whole saga may be left in place by the surgeons, because moving the bullet could actually cause extra blood to start pouring from the person's wounds or because moving it could do more damage to the person's body than if the surgeons were to just leave it be. Leaving the bullet alone also helps to give surgeons time to do a host of other procedures that may be needed, like sewing tissues and organs back together, or removing parts, or all, of badly damaged structures like lungs, livers, bowels, spleens, or sometimes entire limbs that have started to die because their blood flow could not be restored. This process of removing limbs in this way is described as emergency amputation. In the worst-case scenarios, the human's gunshot wounds are so severe that surgery is not possible because there is not enough tissue left for the human surgeons to piece back together. If this happens, the human who was shot will likely die, but if the human who was shot does not die and manages to come through their first emergency treatments, they can then start the process of recovery. Even then, though, they are still not out of the woods. If a person who's been shot gets through their first surgery, which can sometimes be completed in 90 minutes or less, they may still have to undergo what's called a second look surgery a few days later so that the surgeons can double check the wounds and make sure there aren't any remaining injuries. Of course, People who don't need surgery for their gunshot wounds go through their fair share of follow-up care, too. Did you mean to make that rhyme? Focus. Okay. For a person who's been shot, aftercare for the wounds can take on many different forms. In some cases, for example, when a person suffers gunshot wounds, 
they can experience swelling that is so severe that the trauma team can't fully close the wound during emergency treatment. When this happens, the trauma team may have to leave the person's wound open and cover it with special dressing and wound gels so that the wound can heal on its own from the inside out. In other cases, if a person has been shot but only suffers a graze, they may be able to be patched up and sent home to get on with their lives the same day. Of course, when it comes to shootings, this is often not the case. And instead, surviving the initial shooting event is usually just the beginning of what happens when a person is shot. Many of the people who survive being shot these days have to go on to endure costly hospital stays, rehab, even more surgeries, and the effects of long-term disability from permanent life-altering injuries. On top of everything else, when a person has been shot, it is not terribly uncommon for them to also start needing things like feeding tubes for nutrition, wheelchairs for getting around, colostomy bags for collecting waste that their body can no longer manage, or extensive wound care for wounds that just will not heal. It's also not unusual for a person who has been shot to experience ongoing pain or emotional distress or post-traumatic stress disorder, which can become even more complicated if the person's injuries are so disabling that they can't use their bodies very well anymore or they have to live in a place like a skilled nursing facility instead of going home to their families once they leave the hospital. This part of what happens when a person is shot can be incredibly unique and can vary from person to person based on the specific nature of their injuries, but also based on whatever supports, resources, or long-term healthcare options they may or may not have available to them. So, there's that. That was intense. Yes, it was. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think we should just let all that sink in for a moment and choose another time to talk about how every year 30,000 people in America die from gunshot wounds while another 75,000 are injured as Nearly $735 million is spent on gunshot-related trips to the emergency room, or how here in America we have the right to guns, but not the right to gun-related health care, and at the same time have no idea how much shootings actually cost our country in the midst of rules against health-related research into gun violence. You're right. We can wait until another time to talk about that. Well, in that case, there you have it. You've now had a taste of what happens to the human body when a person is shot. And in the spirit of sparing you our thoughts on gun policy in America, 
We will say that we're sorry if this episode has been a bit of a downer. And we hope that at some point while listening, you heard at least one thing that changed or improved your understanding of gunshot wounds. If not, then, well, we guess you can always stay on the lookout and hope to learn something useful from our upcoming episode on poop. Brilliant. As a final note, in case you were wondering, at the time of this recording, my cousin Jordan is still in rehab, moving towards creating a new normal for herself. At the start of her recovery, her injuries had left her mostly paralyzed from the neck down. But after months of work and special accommodations, she's regained a lot of the function that she lost and has been able to start driving and to go back to high school and to attend football games and even her prom. She's breathtaking. That's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42 Tower Beam Sunshine Strain. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?